Welcome back to the Flatback 4 podcast. In this episode, we discuss the Newcastle takeover and how it's going to affect the English clubs and English football in general. Lads, Newcastle United, the richest club in the world. Uh, came a bit out of nowhere. Um, Ken, what do you think? It's mad, isn't it? Absolutely crazy, lad. Um, like the amount of money that they have to spend is absolutely crazy. If you want to put it into euros, four hundred billion euros, which is three hundred and twenty million pounds. Take into account that Sheikh Mansour is twenty-three billion, Abramovich eleven. So it is crazy now. You know they're bought by obviously the Saudi Arabian uh, PIF, like public. Consortium, yeah, public limited company, yeah. And uh, CPC Capital Partners. A lot of um, complaints, obviously, still going in about it. Um, I know all Premier League clubs, all 19 Premier League clubs, um, <clears throat> they're demanding answers from the takeover, which, because it's chaired by your man, Mohammed, or Crown, what's he called? Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Um. Like none of the Premier League clubs were informed until the actual Premier League and Sky Sports released it. So, <clears throat> you know, the progress, they weren't informed of progress of the negotiations. Um, and they were like, you know, you got to go back to when they tried to take over Man United and Newcastle last year as well, rejected. So, what was such the turn? Yeah, why is it why is it, why was it rejected previously and now it's it's okay? They must have done some. Backhanders, you, n- you never know. Absolutely, it's the, the human rights nature of it. Like you know, your mm-hmm. man Mohammed bin Salman, um, was part of you know he was the top part of a killing over there to a Turkish ambassador who he basically hired a hitman to do all his work and you know talking about human rights, these sort of things. This is what it was all up in the air, and you know a Saudi state buying the club, and they're trying to say, well, look, it's not a complete Saudi state. We'll talk yeah. about that more info later on, but like um, for Newcastle United, I as you know, I love Newcastle. Um, like the glory days of Shearer, like it's you're going back twenty years when you see Newcastle trying to compete. Um, so positive, it's positive, and you know you can see their fans after Mike Ashley, um, the whole saga there. So you feel happy for them one way, and then. Look, we can't be hypocrites, can we, Chrissy? In fairness, like, you know, we tried to get into the Super League. Liverpool, Chelsea, United, City, Spurs, Arsenal. None of those clubs can be hypocrites. They shouldn't be part of those 19 clubs. In fairness, what do you think, Chrissy? Like, like it's a bit hypocritical, no? Ah, yeah. Like, all the clubs now, I think, look for that financial gain to get the best they can so they can help their club, I suppose, win trophies or get the best players in the world. And I think that's what Newcastle are getting now at the moment. They're getting new owners who have loads of money going to buy some of the best players they can and look to compete for the big trophies. And when all those clubs were going for the Super League, they wanted to get generate more money so they could get better players and win more trophies. So, you know, it's, a, it's not the exact same, but it's along the lines of the same thing happening. Um, it's just funny you mentioned the FA and the Premier League. Like, it really suits them. They're going to have another kind of super club now. It looks like they're going to get better players into the league. 
they're going to have another team maybe going to compete for the top trophy with the other ones and it's going to make it more exciting um and regards the television schedule all of that it's just going to be more money so you know i can see why they would have rejected it to look well but i can see why they're kind of letting it slide here now as well makes sense yeah money money talks lads doesn't it but before we go kind of too far ahead you know like when do you think newcastle can win the league because i will ask is that um but this season there's a lot of work to do this season, lads, isn't there? At, at the minute, what Newcastle is seven games in. They haven't won a game yet, I don't think. Um, so, like, the money's coming in now. They're saying, kind of, they have, what, 200, 300 million uh, kind of spending kitty uh, for January. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, who would want that job? Who do you think will go into the job? And because there's lots of, you know, there's, there's a lot of work to do still. Yeah, no, um, the, the thing is that they have, like, a 200 million. Um, fund that they won't be financially fair played for. Yeah. You know, that will come into nothing. As you say, they'll probably get a 300 million kitty, which they'll have to be careful for maybe a hundred of it because they're not in European places and where they finished last season, etc. Like, but the players that they've been linked with, you know, the likes of Coutinho, Martial, um, before this time last year, when the Takeover was in talks. They they actually spoke to them immobile, and they had deals ready for the likes of him. So you wonder, like you know, they do have obviously groundwork they're gonna have to do in the coming weeks. Manager wise, today I'm hearing Graham Jones is the guy that um is currently favoured to take over. He worked under Martinez uh, as his assistant at Wigan Everton. He's part of Gareth Southgate's um backroom staff there for Euro 2020. You know, you've heard other names like Gerard Lampard, especially. He's been getting higher and higher and higher. Um, Darren Potter was one I heard as well. Graham, Graham Potter was one as well. Oh, Graham Potter, you know, sorry. You know, you'll hear the likes of Conte, of course, this, that, and the other. But Conte, I think, will wait for a project. Not this season. Yeah. Maybe that's why the likes of Graham Jones could go in there until the end of the season for, and wait for the likes of Antonio Conte. But. So like this, this is exciting for Newcastle, isn't it? Like you know to be linked with such names mm-hmm. and four United players, wasn't it? Martial, um, Lingard, Bailly, and Van de Beek. Like you know, very interesting to see the names they're linked with, and uh, they have a lot of work to do before the it comes to January, lad. As you say, yeah. there, Bruce is gone though, isn't he? Surely, yeah. Yeah. It, will will they give Bruce till the end of the year, as in the end of the calendar year? No. And get someone in then, maybe get someone in December. I think he's gone. He'd be gone next couple of weeks. Next week. Next week gone. I think so. Yeah, I, I'd be more on that line. Well, I've heard that they'll they'll give him the job for a couple more months until things settle down. But I think with all that going on, it's probably not a steady ship. And maybe Bruce hasn't been a, haven't been doing great this season. Like I said, seven games, no wins. So I think they're better off to change it now and then give a manager a bit of time, then he can make signs in January. That's what maybe what the plan is. Absolutely. Um and like for me, if they, they had to lose for argument's sake, say Maximan to an injury, I think under Bruce, the way they play football, they're in trouble. Yeah, and they're Callum Wilson's been injured. He's he's a great player, but he's been injured a lot, hasn't he? They need him. Yeah, what do you think, Chrissy? Like, I think personally myself, I think if they lost another big head, as in Saint Maximan, Bruce's style, they have no counter really. 
Uh, they're, they're an average side, sure. Mike Ashley, like, hasn't spent any money in that club. Like, they have a kind of a... It's a really, really average side, I think. Um, You know, the maximum I like. But other than that, they haven't really... They really haven't got the players. Like, you know, he's he's messed up that club. They haven't really got... I, I, I think over the course of the years, the funds they've got, they've been through a lot Newcastle fans. So, in a, in a way, I'm really happy for them that they're going to... Get something different, you know. They, they, they hated him, didn't they? They hated Ashley. Oh, they hated him. Yeah, absolutely hated him. But sure, he, he, he. It was all false promises and stuff like that. Even the way he came out when it was sold, there, he just kind of said that he put a lot of his money in. Oh, I think it was a lot more coming in for him rather than the other way around. But obviously, he's going to say that. But you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think, I look at Man City, and it took them a while to get where they needed to be or wanted to be. But you just think, with so much money, we we, we won't speak about time zone yet for when they might get to where they want to be. But you think it's kind of eventually they'll have to get there at some stage because when you have oh, that definitely. much money to play around with, money, you know? money, money's quality nowadays, Chrissy. Yeah. City got taken over in two thousand eight, and they won the league yeah. in twenty twelve. Yeah, so I think another four or five years you could easily be seen with that money. You could easily be seen them win, win the league in the next in the next five years because City won it in four years. Yeah, and, so, so no, just kind of just just on it. Just since City got taken over two thousand eight, so thirteen years they've won five leagues. They've won at least twenty five league cups. It feels like they've won the FA Cup a lot of times as well, or at least a couple of times I think. But yeah, thirteen years they've done some serious damage. Do you know so why can't Newcastle do the same thing? It's not that Newcastle can, can't do the same thing, but I think they if I'm looking back to City, City grew very slowly. As you say, it did take four years, but I think it might take I think they'll be fighting in four years for the top four. I think they'll be fighting in three, but I think Newcastle are gonna build it's gonna take a bit more time now, especially other clubs have more prestige, like that's true. At this at this time, yeah. City, Chelsea, um, you know, these have more prestige. They're going and fighting for the trophies year in year out. Newcastle aren't gonna, in my opinion, gonna be able to buy the biggest names in world football for a while, for like a good while. Um, I think they'll build steadily. They will buy big. They will buy. Names maybe the likes of Coutinho, for example, someone that's was a big name player, but he's dropped off the boil, and maybe bring him to the Premier League, let him you know try and get his form back, and the likes of a Mobley who running Serie A for a couple of years, he stepped off a little bit this year, but still a top striker. They will get players. I just don't. I think it'll be a steady, steady run, and then you know you, you've seen the clubs as well if they overspend on. Players that just don't fit different systems and managers, they turn out to be wasted. Like, yeah, a Barca, Dembele, a Barca. These look what happened to Barca and these the players they signed for 100 odd million. You know, kind of when when were Chelsea taken over by um Abramovich? What year was it? 2004, was it? 2003, Chelsea Three. were taken over by Abramovich, yes, and you won the league in 2005, wasn't it? 2004, so, five, yeah. So, what didn't take you guys Barca. long either when you got taken over? He took charge 2003-04 season, um, Ranieri, and then he attacked Ranieri, brought Mourinho in the second, his second season and won back-to-back leagues. 
Can you, one thing I'd just like to say as well, something they'll have over City, I think, Newcastle. Can you imagine saying a pack St. James's Park, the atmosphere when they do yes. get some of the better players in? Like that will be such a difficult place to go with better players. Like City, obviously brilliant players, but you don't really have that atmosphere the Eddie had, but St. James's Park will yeah. be hopping. It's, it's, it's be really yeah. You know, it'll be it'll be so tough to go to. And even I think at the time, if we're not saying the top, top, top players, but even if they sign better players and just become a better team, they will be such a tricky, such a tricky team to play against. Um, they'll have their tails up. Like the atmosphere was good when they were when they're poor. Can you imagine when they're that bit decent, more exciting players? And oh, it'll be a real task for any team, any of the big teams. I'm not happy in the sense that obviously it just means that there's another big boy coming to the table. There's more more yeah. competitors, you know. So it's going to just make another, you know, a big another big team to to wrestle with, basically. You know what I mean? So I, I actually like Newcastle. And I always liked it. I was don't not that I don't I don't I like like them. I don't I don't know how to explain. I I don't hate them. If that makes sense. You know, I yeah. usually hate most clubs. <laughs> I just don't hate Newcastle and the, the fans. Yeah, I don't know why, but then again, kind of, we we probably be talking about them when they're up challenging us. We probably hate them then. It's just because we yeah. can, because they're down there. We're like, ah, oh, Newcastle are grand, they're great. Well, like, you know, you see, like that, you, you make great sense there. But these, the Premier League, you're going like remember you talk. Chrissy was talking about the FA previously. Like the remember I was saying about the Super League. The Premier League thinks this could like damage the brand of the Premier League because the Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Yeah, was coming out was came out and gave this, you know, wild speech about Premier League clubs going and joining that Super League, um, because of the money. Now they've you know if the FA and have passed the you know with you know they have to go through obviously different things in England and get the mm. clear for visas and all that and they have passed it like you know after. Oh, it's it's money. The money, but, money but exactly, Kenneth. But the, the UK, the UK government will sell um, weapons to Saudi Arabia, no problem, though. Yeah, exactly. But Do you know what I mean? It's just it's it's all hypocritical, I suppose. And it is sports wash, sports washing is what everyone's calling it, where they're doing all these despicable things, but they're they're washing it over, sugarcoating it with the fact they bought this new club and they're selling all these jerseys and they bought a big shiny player and all this kind of stuff. Like, but that's yeah, probably exactly. we're probably just we're all just the ones. Oh no! Look, we'll be the ones watching and on, you know, buying the, like, spend the money. Before we um go like any further, look, I I'm a Chelsea fan. I you know adore Roman Abramovich till the hill, and you know he's god to me. He's god to me. But I have to be real as well. He's mates with Putin, like you know. So yeah, <laughs> you know he, he's not. It, the politics you, and all these things, like you know, he's not he's not the angel I make him out to be, but I yeah. <laughs> the angel he is because I just love him. But you know, the Saudi like investors here, like their the clubs, like the PI or the public investment funds, they like they're trying to say is separated from the Saudi state, um, by Prince, you know, Bin Salman, um, as I said. He's hated worldwide for all the stuff I said about human rights earlier on and what he did to the Turkish ambassador. Um, but you know, I have an owner there that's linked to Putin, and I've I've loved the success. I don't. I am not being a hypocrite here whatsoever. I'm happy for Newcastle and their fans, 
Um, and as I said earlier on, you can't, if you're in the top six of those clubs that went for the Super League, you cannot be hypocritical towards Newcastle and their supporters. They've gone through an awful lot under Mike Ashley. And well, know, we were critical of our own clubs, Kenny. It's not like we weren't critical of Liverpool and Chelsea. Of we were critical of them. So we are, we can be critical of Newcastle as well. Course, we, like, I know what you mean. We're, we're all kind of in the same boat, I'm, really. I'm yeah. critical of who bought the club because yeah. it's a Saudi state. It's not what they're trying to make out this pub, like you know, public investment fund separated from Prince Salman uh, or Bin Salman. It's not. It's they are connected. It's a Saudi state, really, for the TV screens and for the the press. It, they're obviously, and you know, you're obviously going to say, "Oh no, well, PCP partners are separate from this, this Saudi state." But Bin Salman has this ownership here in this part of the public funds no. or investment funds. It's, I don't trust any. I don't trust any owner in the Premier League. No, to be fair. but not anymore. No, well, I don't even know if I ever did. I, I never thought about that much. There's a lot more kind of publicity about the owners now, and there will be, of course. But it's hard to know. It's really yeah. hard to know. Just like to say as well, just regards the club that I think this ownership is going to hit the most, unfortunately, for I think for me and you, Elliot, is Liverpool because of their, their transfer stance and the way they are regards money. Because Liverpool were trying to compete with City, Man United, Chelsea were spending big money, and now there's another one. Um, and we're go and Liverpool are going by the you know if we get sell this amount of players and we get this much money, then we can bring them in. But there's no money being pumped in. So, like, we it's going to we can't, we can't compete with City financially, and we definitely can't compete with these boys. No, and it's we another just, team. It's it's an, that that means there's five. Like, there, if you count Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea, Newcastle, eventually it's going to be a five. So, someone's going to miss out in the Champions League places. And we've spoken before about money wise, how big the Champions League is, attracting players, the best players want to play in the Champions League. So, that dynamic is going to come into it at some stage. Um, and it's going to be difficult for Liverpool to compete. And at the same time, while Liverpool get hit the most, it's definitely not ideal for the other clubs either. Um, you know, to, if Newcastle are going to start competing when they do. Yeah, I am worried. Like I'm worried. I, as you say, Kenny, it'll be a will be a few years, I think, but because they're going to have to first of all finish in the top four to get into the Champions League, and then I think then they'll then they'll start attracting the players, as you said, Kenny. They won't be attracting them straight away, or or they won't be attracting an Antonio Conte. Like it's, I don't think it's great weather up in Newcastle in the north. You know, so, um, yeah. The ale is good though. The ale is good. Newcastle ale. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had any myself. But the atmosphere inside is electric out there as well. Like just on night nights out, Conte might enjoy that. You know, Conte with Italian. Think, yeah. I think it'd be a slow slow build for Newcastle, and I think it'd be a smart build. They'll get someone maybe like. Ralph Ragnick, he's linked with like the director of football. They get a good director of football in there who will help the manager if it's Lampard, if it's Graham Jones, or you know, bigger, bigger name. I think it's like, it's like playing FIFA with an unlimited budget, isn't it? Just buy, you know, when you're a young lad, you buy Ronaldinho, <laughs> put him up front and all. You know what I mean, it's just it feels like that a bit. Newcastle fan, like Chris, you, you know, your brother's a big Newcastle fan, isn't he? Like, yeah, he must be. Is he obviously he is delighted? What's I can't even imagine what it's like because they've been through the ringer the last. Remember when it when it started off with Mike Ashley, he was in the crowd wearing a Newcastle jersey, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, this lad's great." Then he then he changed the name of St James's Park to Sports Direct Arena and things like that, and you know, I wouldn't give them a pain to spend the whole thing with Rafa because 
they loved Rafa, didn't they? Newcastle yeah, fans yeah. And just wouldn't give him what he wanted. But yeah, Jack must be loving it, is he? Ah, he is, yeah. It's like it's it's laughing and disbelief nearly more than anything because you know, you just can't believe that it's actually happened that this owner's after coming out of the blue and you know, you're gonna have a, an absolute fortune to spend on players, it's completely changed the club. So it's kinda I think disbelief will be the word I'd use at the moment, kind of, because until it kind of starts happening, you still can't believe that like these owners after coming in buying Newcastle and the club is never going to be the same because it's it's never it was never kind of top top competing or winning. Um and that's the reality in the future. Like so it's going to be it's going to be mad. It's going to be crazy. It's crazy. They have all that money, but they're going to have to watch uh, Joelington up, uh, Joelington up front <laughs> until January at least. Hey, you know what I mean? Yo, Ashley spent big money on him, you know? He did spend the yeah, money. They spent it on him, in fairness. Like, yeah, uh, can you imagine, though, even, even with kids now like that, you know, I don't think it, I'm not sure it took off with Man City, but I actually think the whole thing of supporting Newcastle more as youngsters could actually take off a small Definitely. bit. Like, you know, like, You'd always have an Ars, you'd have an Arsenal, a Liverpool, maybe a Chelsea, Man United in your club. But I actually think there's going to be Newcastle now. I actually think that'll pick up a bit. You'll have actually youngsters starting to sport Newcastle. I think it's more not it's kind of more attractive to sport Newcastle or more passionate. You know, there's yeah. more about them as a club, I always felt. You know, I don't I never felt that with City at all. Just never, never really felt that. But with Newcastle, there's something about them. I just think they love their football or something. Everybody knows it. Yeah, I think so. I think people will look. I think people are looking fondly on like a fair play to Newcastle. But I go back to Christie. I'm thinking, so when they get all the money, yeah. Do you know what I mean? What are they? We're gonna. We're not gonna be looking at them so fondly. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, I'm... you kind of you dipped out for a while. And um, you have a small piece. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're no. just saying, kind of, it's it's just like what we're happy enough to look down at um, Newcastle now and say, ah, it's great for them, but. Four or five years, that's they could be the way I hate, you know, I hate playing City, hate coming up against them. Could be like yeah. that as well. And just, the Liverpool City, it, the last four or five years, especially because we brought be going for the title, that that's become a real rivalry. Yeah, you know what I mean, that it wasn't, it wasn't the Liverpool City wasn't a really big rivalry before, although it was obviously Liverpool and Manchester, it, it was always Liverpool against United. And um, but the Liverpool City one rivalries come up there, but yeah, can I think your year. Chelsea are a bit more safe than Liverpool but obviously you have a I lot more so, yeah. riches there that's why I think Chris's point was good I think we're probably more worried than you would be like you know but um, once you yeah, have a Brambridge there you, you'll always challenge won't you yeah I'm not worried to be honest with you lad I think Chelsea over a Brambridge here we've been the most successful club in England um, we've brought in big name players over the years and continue to do so but we have a great academy look at the academy products that have come out of the club um, already can play first team football, or you know, look at Tammy Abraham just as one example who should have got more time at Chelsea, and there he is at Roma, starring in Serie A. There's going to be yeah. a lot more Courtois, like big names, De Bruyne, these guys, so many more. Reese James, like the club, I am not worried about Chelsea one bit. Um, I, I do, I do agree with both years. I think Liverpool, unless the owner start. You know, paying big bucks with Jurgen Klopp as I always said deserves. I think they could be in a little bit of trouble because players are getting older and older, and they will over the next four or five years that we're saying Newcastle get into it. 
you know, Newcastle will be able to sign players in their kind of co- coming from 25, 26, coming to their prime. Probably more so even ahead of Liverpool just because of the money. Um, not by just prestige, even though Liverpool the most prestige probably club in England. Um, it's just the way I, I agree with Chrissy that Newcastle will be far more young supporters will go to the, you know become Newcastle fans, especially when they get the likes of Alan Shearer in the ambassador role. They might have seen it, but they know the name Shearer. Especially they'll go and look at videos and just uh, practice the Shearer arm up celebration. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I, you know, if I, you know, if you want to look back on this whole takeover, if I'm being honest, like in a devil's advocate way, now look, just being devil's advocate for a moment, like, what the, was the Super League because of all the money that was going to bring in? Is that going to come back into a question now with, with those clubs there? Are they going to say, well, look, I don't, this whole was a scam and a scandal? Newcastle should never have been taken over by a Saudi state. We're wanting to leave the Premier League. Could that come into with the owners again? You, you just don't know. Um, yeah, I agree, Kenneth. That's, that Super League's not dead in the water, I don't think. I think that's going to come back. I don't think it's going to come back in the next couple of years, but I think there's they've tried it, so they'll, they'll try it again. If there's, if there's yeah. money to be had. But it's exactly that, exactly. And as you just said, I just think this is a win-win for the Premier League, for the English government. Like, it's money, 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 as Shane O'Mac always said, money, money, money. And, like, <laughs> FFP does come into it at some point, but not now for Newcastle because they haven't been spending over the amount of years, but it will come into it at some point. Um, could Newcastle be another powerhouse to support it? Like, could they support the Super League? Would they be another powerhouse that would be happy enough to... To go along in that league if they were invited to wind up again, yeah, yeah, well, especially if the likes of the Spurs, you know, if they can be invited to this sort of thing, then Newcastle are a far more prestigious club than Spurs, and they always were. Um, but tell us what you really think, lad. <laughs> <laughs> they had the likes of the Darren Ben playing up front, and that says enough. So I'll leave it at that. Was you know, I know Dixon loves them, but nah, Ben does not. Wasn't bad. <sighs> Jesus, you know, there you go. Like that's if that's the kind of rate of football that you believe that was good. Go for Spurs. It used to be, you know, yeah. because was he really probably even four choice at that stage? But going back to like the takeover here to me, and this is like the Saudi and putting the whole Saudi state together. That you know the human rights. All the things that impacted the first of all saying no, this takeover for me shows that football in England is definitely a political failure. Football in England is for sale, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's exactly that, lads. Like, you know, great to see the Newcastle fans outside the stadium jumping around and laughing. It was great to see because, I, I, as I keep on saying, I really like Newcastle. If I, like, you know, I just think. The fans are a deadly set of fans. Yeah. It's interesting, like no matter what way you look at it, it's interesting. Yeah, like, yeah I, 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 I personally like, give for a second like that. Yeah. You have to look at how they came to an eventual answer, and especially with the way Saudi is run with the human rights thing, and this was all put into perspective before they took over last year. Or they were looking to take over last year, fell through. Tried to do United, fell through. Why now? What's the change? 
that's just being devil's advocate. I'd love to know what you think, why it changed. For me, it's a football political English failure. Yeah. I, I listened to a clip from Gordon Streck in there recently just about, he was saying about how football has no morals. And he was basically saying, like, if a, if a team, let's say somebody in a team racially abuses another person, if he's the best player in the team, like, nobody cares he's the best player, he doesn't get punished, nothing happens. Um, if it's someone like, let's say, just a general fan, there's no, there's no problem with punishing. But when it's a player, it's something important. You know, there's, you just don't punish him. Like people are willing to look the other way, and I kind of feel, you know, as Newcastle fans, even this this guy has a kind of a bad background of doing things like that. Awful. Football has no morals. They're happy enough for him to come in. He's loads of money, no matter what he's done. Let him in, you know. You know, we on we know about it now because it's come to Newcastle. But if it wasn't come to Newcastle, we probably turn the right to it too. But you know, we're kind of finding an excuse for it. But I kind of feel like you know, football kind of has no morals. It's kind of like if the best players come into that league and they do well and it's more entertaining for Sky Sports and it brings in more money, people are willing to turn a blind eye regardless of the person is there. So I think it's another case too of football having no morals and as you say Ken maybe that's uh, evident more so anywhere than in England at the moment you know yeah it's just I, I, I just think if I'm being that's being devil's advocate now that, that part there I'm saying I, I do think if I'm being critical of anything that would be what I'd be critical of why the sudden change if you have to reject it so many times and it's money. As Elliot said earlier on, money talks. As you said, Chrissy, money talks. And this is what it comes down to. M- Mike Ashley now looks like he is interested in buying Derby County to maybe save Rooney. He doesn't want to go out of football. Like, so, yeah. But he's after getting 300 million in his pocket. On a funnier note, who, who, who could Newcastle sign? Who's the craziest player you kind of think that Maybe in the next year or two that, you know, Newcastle could get, which is like, as you say, Elliot, just kind of like a fantasy as if you were playing FIFA. Like, who do we think, you know, could be a player that could end up there? In the next few years, anybody, anyone. Yeah, could a Haaland go there? Messi was going, I think, in in a few years, anybody. If if you would have said that about City before 2008, like, you know, all the best players could play for City now. These are going to be the richest club in the world. They are the richest club in the world yeah. as we speak. If you Do you know what I mean? They can buy anybody. They'll, they'll get anyone. They'll get, they'll get any... I think you could say anybody and I could say I would think that it would be realistic in the next, say, five, ten years. Honestly, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I think maybe Haaland is going to go in a different direction. He's going to go to Madrid for a good period of time. Maybe when it's time to come to the Premier League then money will talk but I don't think it'll be for a while I think maybe his prime years Chrissy remember he's only a young lad who could I see going to them as in their big fantasy signing maybe next summer they have to make a statement don't they Ken? they have to make a big statement they do. Yeah. you do uh, even in January they have to as well in January I think they could get someone like Coutinho on yeah loan. Coutinho was a good show yeah. you know immobile they, got, they definitely get a striker they get a defender, and maybe next summer there's a lot of free transfers, a lot of free player, free agents. They're going to be waiting now to see. Okay, look, the money that these guys have, we can make a difference and get them into the Champions League potentially. Just it's crazy the amount of money they have. They might even get Wijnaldum back to that club. You never know. 
he's unhappy at PSG and you know you know go back and be a Jordy but I'm not saying that's a statement signing by any means of the imagination but they will have to make one at least one major statement signing next summer they'll make a couple of signs I think January that'll be good to keep them up but I think if I'm going to maybe give an estimate guess here I think in the next four years they're going to be competing in Champions League football, maybe three. I don't think it'll be before us. I think they'll climb up the table and um, slowly but surely in the right way. But I don't see them being title contenders till five plus. Fair enough. What do you think, Chrissy? Yeah, I think it's it's probably it's probably the same. I think if they buy loads of great players, they're still going to have to, I suppose, get them right manager to get them playing, you know, brilliant football to compete with the others. We have to remember, I suppose, how good City, Liverpool, Chelsea, um, even Man United, you know, the, the top teams in the Premier League now, they have a lot to go. You have to get the players, mould them in the right way. Um, so there's still a lot of work to do. So I would say, you know, maybe that three-year bracket, they could, you know, compete to get into the Champions League and then it can, you know, just take off from there. But I think, as I said earlier, I think it's a no-brainer that with money, and I think you agree with me as well, Elliot, that it's going to happen. Um, but I would say maybe a three-year period as well. Yeah, I agree. I'd say three years for, you know, getting into the Champions League, finishing top four, maybe five years for winning them. Um... Winning a league, I think it's it's very possible as you know, money equals yeah, quality right. and money equals power. Yeah, I agree. That's why I think, as, as I said, is it could be three, four years before you get Champions League, and then five plus until you can take compete for the league. I'm not saying they'll win the league in five years, but compete for the mm. league in that sense. And you know, maybe Ali Gunnar Solskjaer be in charge by then to do it. That's so, a different story. That's a different story altogether. Thanks for listening to the Flatback 4 podcast. How long do you think it'll be before Newcastle win a Champions League or a Premier League title? Please let us know by following us at our Instagram page at Flatback 4.